Celtics Talk Podcast is presented by 24autogroup.com, 11 locations across New England. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the post-game pod here on the Celtics Talk Podcast. After the Boston Celtics take down the Denver Nuggets, 131 to 112. Yes, the Celtics offense, uh, the greatest show on parquet. I'll keep saying it. We spent a lot of time last episode documenting it, but 141 offensive rating tonight. The the uh, the Celtics are just on another level with how good their offense is. We're going to talk a lot about that coming up. Abby goes one-on-one with Al Horford. Uh, Eddie, Amina, and Scal are going to uh, talk about the Jays and just the craziness of what they're doing out there on the court. We'll hear from Jason Tatum as well. But I want to just start with, uh, we're going to get into Al Horford in a minute. I, just, I do just want to point out a few things from this game before, before we get into a, a little deep dive on Al. Jason Tatum went head-to-head with another MVP and was the best player on the court, going for 34 points, eight rebounds, five assists. Jalen Brown made, I think, his first 10 shots and was phenomenal as the Celtics, again, their offense is just on another level. But I wanted to put the spotlight tonight on Al Horford because Al goes out there 7 of 12 from the field, 6 of 8 from the three-point line. Seven rebounds, two assists, 21 points, plus 11 overall. And it was nice because it's been, I wouldn't say it's been a, you know, a bad start for Al. Just if you were wondering if if his age was eventually going to catch up with him, I think you looked at what he did last year and said, man, it's going to be really hard at age 36 to keep that up. Uh, Maybe you were worried, but nights like this are a good reminder of just how impactful Al Horford could be. And, you know, I'll, I'll admit, I looked up and I looked at his, his shooting splits through these games now and 55.8% from the field, 47.8 beyond the three-point arc. He is playing a few extra minutes per game as they try to weather this early season without Robert Williams and, and leaning a little heavier on Al in the games that he has played. Now, he does catch a little bit of a break on the second nights of back-to-backs, and I would not expect him to play tomorrow night in Detroit. Uh, I think that lower back stiffness will kick in after carrying the team a bit on Friday night. But it is a luxury to know that on the nights that Al wants to turn it up a little bit, he can still do it. And I certainly think going up against someone like Jokic and uh, the Denver Nuggets probably inspired him a little bit to to to, to take it up a level. Uh, as much as Grant is there to help with that assignment, um, it's still, you know, Al's holding down that back line. And I think he took on that challenge tonight. I, I do think that just in general, you know, one of the things they really need is for, for Al to play to the level that he did last year. And so it's just really encouraging to see that he can he can kind of crank it up when he needs to and uh, and find a way to kind of give you what you what you need. I would love to see his, his assist numbers go back up a little bit. It is kind of wild that the Celtics offense is humming and his, his assists are down a little bit. His rebounding is down a little bit. I'd have to take a look at his percentages. I don't know if the, the rebound rate, you know, certainly as the Celtics struggle against the glass, you need as much as you can. Uh, but Al's had moments where he's just looked kind of spry too. Think back a couple of games ago, throwing down like an alley-oop uh, in transition. And tonight just being able to stretch the floor and hit big shots, and especially when you're trying to sort of stiff arm this Denver team as they made a run. So uh, everybody, it seems like as much as it's been Jason and Jalen being the focal points through much of this 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 start, and so especially this this five game winning streak. Uh, credit to Al for for having the Al Horford game here now mixed in. 
uh, makes you feel even better about where this team is going, knowing that Al continues to defy all logic. It was fun hearing uh, Jalen Brown in the postgame presser just calling Al, you know, Mr. Professional in terms of just shows up. There's not a lot of sizzle to it. He just does what he does. Uh, and, and, you know, that's, that's, that's what it is. It's always been with Al, uh, but still doing it at age 36 and giving the Celtics a boost. Uh, there was a few like little things in this game that, uh, before we dive into our post game coverage, I, I do gotta, I do gotta shout out, um, Peyton Pritchard, who I think it was seven DNPs through the first 10 games, uh, gets an opportunity here with Malcolm Brogdon sidelined. For uh, with with some hamstring tightness that that forced him out of the last game, and I, it, it how ironic that it's the uh, six foot fourth string point guard that comes in and and juices your rebounding numbers. He had just one amazing sequence where he kept it alive three times. I think three offensive rebounds in one uh, possession or two and a and and stealing the ball from uh, from DeAndre Jordan, who I'm not sure what he was necessarily doing. It was not rebounding or defense or anything that resembled basketball, but. Uh, an amazing bit of hustle to produce finally a bucket uh, on that on that possession for the for the Celtics. I think I think Peyton ended up with four offensive rebounds overall, eleven points. It's just it it's nice to see him sort of. Hey, it's it, it can't be easy watching this as uh, the Celtics are humming and they can't miss from beyond the arc, and you got a forty percent three point shooter just sort of sitting on the bench. You tell even last game when he got in. Probably a lot of a uh, lot of extra adrenaline going and trying to prove yourself in those min- in those instances and missed a couple of shots, missed a dunk, which would have blown the roof off of TD Garden. Uh, but good to see him sort of get back to to what he can do tonight and maybe just the knowing he was going to get minutes and uh, uh, Marcus Smart was in some foul trouble as well, so a- allowed Peyton to to sort of do what he did. Uh, and really, like it just it continues a pattern where that bench has been really good. No Malcolm Brogdon tonight, and yet still got thirty something points. It wasn't like a big output, but they come up at big and big spots. So the league got down to one at one point, I think, in third quarter, and it's Luke Cornett of all people going up and doing a reverse putback slam to uh, to stem the tide a little bit. Uh, Luke, uh, I think Sam Hauser followed with a three pretty soon after. Luke came back with another bucket. And then the Jays took the baton and sort of got the Celtics to the finish line or, or helped extend that lead and, and made things a little breezier in the fourth quarter. But what a luxury to have, uh, you know, two guys that were not really part of your rotation last year and Luke and Sam being able to get in there, especially when they've been operating with that Jason Tatum in the bench lineup. It's it, it's it's had a couple rare off nights where we're like, wow, it's, it's odd that that's not working. Uh, but I would say the uh, that's an outlier because most nights they have been in the plus double digits with that group. And, you know, you can see it just when Jokic goes off the floor for for Denver, typically their just production just dives off a cliff. Tonight was a little wonky, but uh, you, it, it how, it's such a luxury for the Celtics when Jalen Brown is 10 for 10, goes to the bench, and you can still maintain a high level of offense. So credit to those to those bench guys. Uh, and the last thing, of course, is uh, what was Aaron Gordon doing? Uh, shoulder charging Grant Williams to the to the floor at one point, delayed what was otherwise a uh, a, a fast moving game uh, as they as they went to the the, the video review for uh, the hostile act. Uh, a wacky moment. You don't see many. You don't see a. You don't go to basketball game and football games break out very often. But uh, Aaron Gordon with the with the shoulder charge to add a little uh, sizzle to. A Friday night game, but uh, hey, the Celtics. 
I'm telling you, I just can't get over this offense. Still on a historic pace. Still, uh, I mean, the 141 offensive rating. It's the third time in the last four games. Everything except the Memphis game, which was obviously a little bit more of a grind, where they've been over 131 in offensive rating. Just to give you like some context, right now the Celtics lead the NBA, and it, I'm guessing their number is going to jump closer to the 118. I think it was 117.8 or 117.3 coming into the game. That's already on pace. Brooklyn at, I think, 117.3 is the record two years ago in the pandemic-shortened season. Uh, and the Celtics have been just sort of hovering a little above that here. And, I mean, whenever you're putting up 141 offensive ratings, you're going to you're gonna, you're gonna stay above or, or push it up. So uh, I think they were a point and a half better than the, the next closest team in the NBA at this point. Uh, they, <laughs> they're just clicking on all cylinders. Uh, Joe Missoula deserves a lot of credit for unlocking this offense, Brad for getting the pieces, uh, and I'll just continue to say it. I, I did not expect the offense to be this good, especially not this quick, and especially not on nights when you don't have Malcolm Brogdon and Rob Williams. And I like the potential of what this could be, especially if the defense starts to get better, is uh, is super encouraging. So. Uh, I'm sure I'll be despondent when they when they when they go back to bad habits and they still do have a bad uh, tendency of of kicking away double digit leads, but a lot of a lot a lot of encouraging parts through the first uh, 12 or 13 games here of the season. All right, let's get into it. We're going to be back with you tomorrow night for uh, for for second half of this back to back. So uh, blast through this on your Saturday and be ready uh, to be listening again on on Sunday morning. But here's more from our post game show. This Celtics team led by as much as 21 in this matchup, but it was a back and forth game. What did Boston put on display tonight? Well, I, I, the, the, their depth, you know, their ability to not only win with their starters, but also with their second unit. I think the second unit did a fantastic job of coming out there and handling their business and taking care of their job. What their job was is Make sure you stay afloat or you go further. And that's exactly what they did. When they were out there, I thought they played extremely well together. And I think the one thing that the only knock that I could say is that we had opportunities to really blow this out the water mm. early on. And it shouldn't. And Gino could have came out. We could have watched Gino <laughs> on the Jumbotron and all that. But those are the things that you're going to clean up and you're learning as a team how to do it. Because you do have, look, a different starting lineup different uh, rotation now coming off the bench. And I just like what's going on right now. They're able to play together. And that's the one thing I do like the most about everything is that they're playing together and they're playing for each other. Now, when both of these teams came into this matchup, they are pretty much identical on paper. Same record, same win streak, offensive and defensive rating pretty similar. Why were the Celtics, at least it felt like they were just so much better out there on the court? So there's a, so you can look at numbers and points scored, total, all that. But one thing, and, and Jokic is phenomenal. Like, Jokic is one of my favorite players in the NBA. I'm not taking anything away from him. But when you got guys like Tatum and Brown that can go get you buckets, Jamal Murray is that guy for them. He's not back yet. So right when it's time in the fourth quarter to go to your guy to take it to another level, Tatum went there. Brown went there. And then everyone else benefited from that. Jokic does a great job of making people better. 
But Tatum has that ability to get into his bag. He can make people better. He can do it on the defensive end. His complete game is what the difference was for this game against the Nuggets. The Celtics were able to go and rely on their superstars for all aspects of the game. And let's talk about Jason Tatum's night. 34 points, 8 rebounds, and also 5 assists. Eddie, what did you see out of the All-Star in this matchup against the Nuggets? Uh, uh, just continuing to play like an MVP, the best player in the world, trying to show everybody that that is what he is. Not only does he do it on the offensive end, we know what he can bring on the offensive end. He also does it on the defensive end. But then offensively, what I've been loving about him this season is that he has not been selling. He is attacking. And he has been getting to the free throw line. And it's only one way to get to the free throw line. It's not by accident. It's about being aggressive. It's about taking your man to the basket. And you are forcing the issue every single time you got the ball in your hand. You're dictating what's going to happen. You're not allowing the defense to dictate to you. So, to me, that's what I've been seeing. And that's the difference from this year's Jason Tatum and last year's Jason Tatum so far. And Jason Tatum, we were talking about him in that MVP conversation, the pregame show. Scout, how did he strengthen that narrative with tonight's game? Yeah, anytime you play guys head-to-head, they'll bring this game back. How is he against the other opponents? The John Morant's of the world, the Steph Curry, the Giannis, you know, Jokic, Embiid, Luka. You, if people are going to look at the matchup and people are going to say, who played better against who? Who won that matchup today? Right now, Tatum, all these MVP matchups that he has been facing, he's won all of them. Yeah, Jalen Brown, he was hot in the first quarter. Jason Tatum hot in the first half of this game. Eddie, how does it change things when not only Jalen Brown is hot coming out the first quarter, which we always talk about, but Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, how does that change things up for the Celtics? Well, it's, it's extremely hard for anybody to guard that when you got guys that are extremely aggressive. And then not only that, let's talk about Jalen Brown and exactly what he did early on, right? We knew he was on fire. He was balling out. He finished with eight assists tonight, which means that he was also able to help his other t- his teammates get involved as well. He wasn't just sitting back saying, you know what, I got it going and I'm going to put everybody on my shoulders and it just watch out, it's about to be the Jalen Brown show. No, it still was the Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum show, but Jalen Brown did everything else. Eight rebounds, eight assists. So I think that's when, when I'm looking at players get better and develop into becoming stars and superstars, these are the things that they do. And tonight to understand that, you know what, I had it going on early. Let me start getting other guys involved. Let me not be too aggressive offensively where I'm being selfish, but also let me be unselfish and get other guys involved because it helps the team. 25 points for Jalen Brown in this game. Scout, how did you see Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown working off of each other in this matchup tonight? Listen, when me and Eddie were teammates, we'd be on the bench, right? If we were playing against the Celtics, he would be – this is what Eddie would be saying to me. Man, them two dudes are problems, man. There's nothing we can do to stop those guys. Man, we get out on them, they drive us. We get – they drive us, we got to meet them at the rim, they move it out to Al Horford. How are we supposed to stop this Celtic offense right now? He would admit that. Like, he wouldn't admit that now, but I know that's what he'd be telling me on the bench. Now, here's the difference. If Jalen Brown has it going, and I still believe like, the Celtics are going to win the championship, Jalen Brown and I think Jason Tatum, you can mark him up to say like he's going to score 27 to 35 or more. But Jalen Brown is the key. When he's doing this and he's getting buckets and he's getting eight assists, 
Just chalk that up as a W right there. There's no way you're beating the Celtics. Peyton comes in, gets the opportunity, and immediately pays dividends, especially with the offensive rebounding. Uh, what does it say about him to be able to come in and affect the game like that after uh, not playing as much? Everything. Um, you know, I've said it to him. I've said it to others. Uh, no matter what situation he's in, when his name gets called, I trust he's going to be ready to play. I trust he's going to know the game plan. And I trust he's going to have a great mindset. And so, um, you know, it's a compliment to the locker room that the guys like each other and they keep each other engaged. And it's a real compliment to him that regardless of the circumstances, he's going to execute. 11 points, five rebounds, and a steal from Peyton Pritchard in this game. Eddie House, Amina Smith here with you. And Peyton Pritchard getting some minutes with Malcolm Brogdon not being in this game. Eddie, how did Peyton Pritchard maximize his opportunity tonight? Well, first off, I'm mad at Scal. A little really bit. A little bit. I mean, come no, on. No, no, no. A whole, a whole <laughs> lot. A whole, a whole lot of bit. A whole lot of bit. I'm mad at him because Peyton Pritchard has been sitting on the bench and I has have not been in the rotation. Luke Cornett has been in the rotation and he is a guy who, it, without injury, he's been in the game. Well, Peyton Pritchard's been sitting on the bench, biding his time, just hoping, wishing, and praying that the coach calls his name. And well, unfortunately. For Malcolm Brogdon, he had injured. Nobody wants to get out on the court because somebody gets injured. But when your number is called and you have an opportunity to come out and ball out, Peyton Pritchard was ready. To me, he should have got the Tommy Award. Most of the time, I don't argue it was or or have a, any kind of comeback with who Scal goes with with the Tommy Award. But I'm going to take that over. And the Tommy Award goes. So we're going to give one to Peyton Pritchard as well. I'm going to say he got the Tommy Award tonight because not only did he score the basketball, not only was he ready, not only was he a professional, but he did all the little small things, the hustle plays, even had another steal that if he wasn't stepping out of bounds, he would have got another steal. So I got to give him credit for being prepared, being ready, and not over there just in his mind because it's so easy to just go the other way. Yeah. when you're not playing yeah, and I, just to stay focused. So salute to them for that. I completely agree with you. Peyton Pritchard should have got the Tommy Award, so it's two against one. Technically, I guess, that we gave uh, Peyton Pritchard the Tommy yeah, Award. Yeah, we got it. We, we got, got it. it. Don't worry about it, Scout. <laughs> we got it. And I love that Peyton Pritchard stays ready. Every time that his number is called, he stays ready. Same thing happened last season. The same thing happened tonight for Peyton Pritchard. You guys already had the best offense in the league before you scored 131 tonight. What has allowed you guys to get off to such a good start this year and to be in such a rhythm like this over the first few weeks? I think just really building off last season. You know, it's night and day the way that we're playing the start of this season compared to the start of last season. Um, but, you know, whenever we made that change, uh, you know, I just feel like we haven't looked back. And, you know, for the most part, we got the same group, um, one or two new guys, but they really know how to play the game. Uh, so, you know, from the first day of training camp, just trusting each other, trusting that, you know, whenever you move the ball, it's going to come back. Uh, and, you know, that's how we just continue to play and knock down shots. Listen out to Abby Chin, who's with Al Horford after this win. Al, you guys get a fifth straight win. The defense clamped down in the fourth quarter. How were you able to get stops? Um, just really locked in. Uh, since the start of the quarter, we wanted to set the tone. They had a really good third quarter, so we knew we had to come out and, uh, and had a have a really good fourth, and, uh, and we did on both ends. You mentioned both ends. You were perfect three for three from three in that fourth quarter. Timely shots. Career high six for you. What the rim look like? Um, 
just a lot of you know a lot of work put, being put in and um, the guys you know looking for me, just setting me up and I was taking what the defense was giving us. Grant Williams was solid in this one, but have you ever seen a free throw wedgie before? Um, I'm sure I have. I mean, you know, he's a great free throw shooter. But yeah, I'm sure I have. I can't think of it right now. That man does it all. What does this win show you about your depth as well, Peyton, coming off the bench and the hustle from Luke Cornett as well? I just love the energy that we're playing with. Uh, our guys off the bench are coming out ready to go, trying to send the message, set the tone, playing with a lot of pace, and uh, and, and we have a lot, a lot of depth. So that's, that's a, a, a big part of our team. Finally, a battle of... MVP, maybe maybe future MVP in Jason Tatum. What level is he playing at right now? Uh, it's pretty impressive. Um, you know, JT takes new challenges, just continues to get better, continues to feel the game out, and he's playing at a really high level right now, just as good as anyone in the league. Al, thank you. Congratulations. Thanks.